Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me on the show is Teresa and Crystal from Burn Bootcamp in Frederick, Maryland. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Of course, I'm very excited to learn more about what you guys have going on at your facility. But before we dive into the business side of things, when you first opened up your gym, what was the vision you had in mind for it? Um, I think we definitely had a community in mind, driven. um, Women in the community a lot to embrace the fact that we have child watch in our gym and there's no mirrors. It's really all about confidence. Um, and we wanted to make sure that women in our area had a place they felt comfortable to work out, that they weren't being judged, that at any size, at any age, they could come in and enjoy a workout for 45 minutes. More specifically, uh, Teresa and I are moms, and we felt that there was a need for a concept like this in the area. Um, you have other boutique fitness concepts that are great, but like Teresa said, uh, they never offer child watch, and we often had our kids with us. So going to a big box gym is where we met, but we were looking for more. And that's when we found Burn Bootcamp. Awesome. So with that being said, why don't you, the listeners, like your elevator pitch of what you have going on at your facility, like your services and, and any additional information. You want it? Sure. Um, so what we offer is 45 minute camps, five days a week. We offer seven camps, five days a week, each and every camp. Six, six, camps, six, or, six days a week. Oh, I'm sorry, six days a week. And each and every camp is different. So you each week we roll out a protocol on Sundays and it has a list of our workouts for each and every day, which is from headquarters. Mm-hmm. And you will never do the same workout twice. You may you do the same exercise twice, but you will not do the same workout if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and our, like our platform is usually like, there's a leg day, arm day, cardio days. Um, and then you as a member, you get to k- kind of experience all of those things. So it's very hard to get bored because we're always changing it up. Along with that, um, really you come in 15 minutes before camp, you book your camp before you come in. Um, we have the child watch right at, by the front door. So you go right in, drop your child off, Greet, greet the um, child wash guests, the person at the front desk will greet you. And then our, um, our standard is like a huge floating floor, almost like a gymnastics floor. And then basically from there, whatever workout that's going to be presented that day is everything is set up on the floor or there's nothing on the floor because if you're doing a cardio day, sometimes you're, it's all body, all body weight, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have a pull-up rig, we have um, all kinds of weights, we have BOSU balls, TerraCores, um, and we use all that stuff at different times. So each trainer explains the workout before it gets started, and you just get your workout on from there. Yeah, so in a nutshell, it's 45-minute camps that alternate between strength and cardio that are ran by certified personal trainers, and we offer the child watch. Yeah. Yep. Okay, awesome. So it sounds like you both have a good mixture there of, you know, like variety in the workouts. So you said that like corporate gives you the workout. So are you guys ever able to, you know, do your own thing there or only what corporate sends you? Um, so our workouts are sent from corporate, but we are offered the leniency to be creative as well. So we really uh, change, we can change the workout towards our members. So we offer camps for all fitness levels, all shapes and sizes. So we really take that into consideration when we implement the protocols from headquarters okay and so you all are the gyms are oh i'm so sorry all the Here. gyms are not this all burns are not the same size and all burns don't have all the same equipment so mm-hmm. each gym modifies a little bit towards their size what they have and so on and so forth so we do have a, a little bit of flexibility okay so you are able to modify it you know per client that's awesome so with that being said how many people are you currently serving at your facility we have almost 340 people okay. at this point, 40 members, members yeah. yes, that are full members. 
Um, we have, we're rolling out a trial for the month of November. So you can do 14 days complimentary before you decide to be a member. So we also have those people coming into the gym too. Yep. Awesome. So like right now active 340 members. So with that, what is the size of your facility in terms of square footage? So our facility is about 4,200 square feet and we have a child watch room that takes up about 400 square feet of that portion. And the coolest thing about our child watch is we have windows in there so that the kids can watch, you know, their mothers, their parents, their dads, um, caretakers, you know, provide time for themselves to get stronger. Mm -hmm. And so we always like to say, you never know who's watching or who you're inspiring. Um, and then our floating floor takes up about 1700 square feet of our facility. So it's huge. Um, we're able to run on it. We're, we're able to jump on it. We are able to jump rope, all the things. And then in the back, we have a pull-up rig that we can be creative with as well with bands and um, boxes for pull-ups and things like yeah. that. So 4,200 square feet all in. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So 4,200 square feet. So in terms of your member base with your facility, is that somewhere you guys want to like stop at or hit the gas a little bit and get some more you know, faces in the door? Um, we're, we definitely have goals of getting more people in the door. Um, ideally like a five, four to 500 like members would be a, like a, an incredible space to be in. We're projecting the two of us. We, we have a goal of 400 by the end of the year and, or by the end of January, cause that'll be before one year. Mm -hmm. Um, what we would have to do in order to just make sure we we're so, like delivering correct camps would be to add on camps um camp times in order to spread out the busy camps because we do have very busy camps already so um that would be like how we would adjust to that but one of the cool things about burn boot camp um is the vibe that you get from each camp so it's always better to have more people that you can feed off of that you can encourage that you can just build off of yeah like when okay. a new person comes in we usually introduce it's them a to a deal. regular yeah yes. right away they have a cubby with their name on it they get like um, that they get introduced to the trainer so they can just talk about any kind of, you know, things they have going on health wise. So it's definitely more, it's very, very, very big on community and talking and then it is just a gym. Okay. Awesome. So in terms of, you know, getting people through your door, what are you currently doing to get people through your door? Like what kind of marketing channels are you both utilizing right now? Our social media plays a huge role in inviting uh, potential members to come in. We post daily on our stories and daily in our grid. Uh, we also do have a marketing firm that helps us boost posts within Facebook and Instagram um, and Google. So that you, it, it takes money to make money yeah. and to get the people in the door. But I would say most organically, it comes from our social media and just being responsive on mm -hmm. those platforms. Okay, so social media, is it Facebook and Instagram both? Yes. yes. Those okay, are our awesome. main ones, yeah. Okay. And Teresa, yeah, you were saying? I was just saying, we also have had a tremendous, um, I think, growth through referrals. Yeah, like, word of mouth. a lot of people in the area say, I told my friend, I heard about it, my friend, comes mm -hmm. here, she loves it, so now I'm calling you, or comes to coming in. That might be the best part about a mom community. So, yeah. our main clientele are women mm -hmm. in their 30s right with children 30s to 40s yep. oh sorry 40s <laughs> 40. all ages in 41 i know i'm like yes but no that's our target audience though definitely okay awesome so you really utilize organic side and paid advertising side so what is the paid advertising paid advertising side look so is that like by corporate or do you guys use like a third-party agency we use a third-party uh, agency okay. um, through which is recommended by corporate. It's kind of like a channel, um, but they do a great job knowing our clientele and knowing, you know, who Burns speaks to. And so we put money there um, monthly. Just yeah. And a, then a extra, yeah. And then extra money when we run ads. promotions and ads and sales and things like that um, to make sure that the hype is big. Um, we did go through burn mm -hmm. for our, our first time around. We kind of did a lot of what burn suggested, which I think has helped us. I really do. I feel like, you know, when you're first time out, you don't really want to just try and wing it on your own because it's really hard. It's a lot of big decisions to make. And mm -hmm. so we actually used a company called burn media co. So it's through technically 
they're not like a part of HQ, but they're through, they go through HQ. Yeah, so we, but we were allowed to use an outside source. We just decided to go with an inside source. Okay. So it's kind of like a partnership, so to say through corporate, and then they give you the option to use this company if you correct. want to. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Awesome. Awesome. So with that being said, how many people are you normally getting through the door every month by you like using that company? I think it would depend on the time of year. Yeah. Um, we are more successful during the winter months, getting people in the door versus the summer months. And if we have a promotion going on, then we get a lot of people in, maybe up to 100 pe new people in mm -hmm. during promotions. But I would say steadily, we get a good 50 yeah. new people every two Whether they or join or not, we definitely get, I would say, I agree with her. I would think, I would think about 50 people come in the doors. Um, in the month of October, we actually sold 45 contracts for new members in just that month. Mm -hmm. So that was a really, and we had to increase our prices due to inflation. Mm -hmm. So we thought we were going to kind of hit a slow mark. And instead it was just like, it's, we're still going strong. Yeah. So um, that was really positive too. Okay. Awesome. So it yeah, sounds like you're actually pretty good there. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So in terms of, let's just say you get a new person at the door, whether that's through word of mouth or through the Facebook or Instagram advertising, what does the process look like to ultimately turn them into a new member? We love this question. Um, dig it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So as soon as you walk in the door, we usually know if you're a new member or new, new potential member or not. Uh, we have an app that you can book your first camp on. So usually that person has reached out to us already on social media and we lead them to the app so they can book their first camp. So when they book their first camp, we see it and we greet them at the door, walk them in. We have a cubby waiting there for them with a sheet of what our protocols mean every week, what, they're, what they can expect from every workout um, with a little sweat towel in there as well. Then we ask them, you know, what's your why? Why are you here? You know, how did you hear about us? We listen, we respond, and then we introduce them to our trainers who are all uh, certified personal trainers. And we hand them off to them and the rest is a great workout with a great community and they come back and we, you know, ask them how their camp was. We invite them to the next camp. We price present if we need to and the whole process starts all over again. So, yeah. Okay. Sounds like it's pretty streamlined there. So <laughs> let's say, you know, you turned a new person into a new member. What does the process look like to keep them for the long term? Um, I, I think the most important thing is to constantly check in. Um, Crystal and I are definitely very much a part of the gym. We're in the gym a lot for, for franchise partners, not for all franchise partners are in the gym. Some of them run them remotely. Um, and I think we do have a good um, idea of who is coming all the time and who's not. I'll be honest, we've been so busy that we do have a goal to like follow up with people that haven't been in the gym for a while. Um, just make sure they're okay. Is there, mm -hmm. you know, something going on in their life? But um, we've had really, we've had a very decent retention rate um, considering. And I think it's because, I mean, from my perspective, I see a lot of the same faces. I greet them. They're buying things. Like, um, keeping them in the gym to me is, is really just making sure our product is up to standards mm -hmm. and our personalities are up to standards and are, are, you know, making sure our BA is following up. Good morning. How are you? All the things. So, um, I think it starts with everybody, child watch, BA, um, trainers, and then us as well. Okay. Awesome. So you mentioned that you have a VA. So like, like when it, okay. So a new person comes, well, no, person turns into a new member. Is there like a set sequence in terms of like touch points to like bring that person in? Or is there no like sequence in terms of like softwares or anything? Well, we have, so like a, 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 a B, a, yeah, burn it's BA and it's what they're called a burn ambassador. Okay. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's just like a short term for, um, like they're not just front desks. They actually do, do a lot. Yeah. yeah. They sell memberships. They're the first face people see. Um, so when, for example, like when someone signs a membership, the first step would be to do like whatever trial we're offering at the time. So our standard is a seven day free trial. So okay. you can do seven days consecutively, um, for all, all of those workouts. And then you make a choice on membership or not. 
the other thing we offer um, that's different than other gyms are focus meetings, and that's included in your membership. And that's a 15-minute one-on-one meeting with um, one of our trainers to talk about your goals. And they could be nutritional goals. They can be form goals or, you know, just, you know, any an exercise goal. You want to do a pull-up by the end of the year. Okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to hold you accountable for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. So you mentioned like sitting down with a trainer there. So let's just say someone wants to leave. What does the process look like to basically keep them into the facility so they don't leave? Um, I mean, I will say one of the things legally in full disclosure is like if you leave and I always want to know why, like most of most of the reasons is not because they don't like burn. It's usually time kids sports, you know, things like, it's just not aligning up. Yeah. They've got a new job. They can't make it to to camp on time. Um, and then I always say like, just remember why you joined and how much you love it. And our policy too, like if you leave, then your rates will go up the next time. So like some of our early on members, they get a locked in rate. So that's important. It's kind of like a way to say, hey, you know, maybe freeze your membership instead of leaving Mm -hmm. and take a couple months off and come back when you're ready. I think that's an an important um, idea for new gyms too, is to offer opening rates and things like that to, you know, say, hey, thanks for taking, you know, trying us out and sticking with us Mm -hmm. in the long term. So we can always tell once we look up someone's account, like, okay, they were a founding member, which means they joined within the first two weeks and that was our lowest rate. It's probably like the first couple of days. Yeah. Obviously. He sold out of those rates quickly. Yes. So um, it's, I mean, trying to keep members is really, I'm always, I think Crystal, I think a lot of our, our team is like this. We're very empathetic and we're mm-hmm. very easy to talk to. So I'm, we're no bullies. We're not going to like say like, what do you mean? Where are you going? What are you doing? We're like, very approachable. Yeah. yeah like, look, yeah. You know. And if, and if you don't, if it's not your thing anymore, that's okay. You know, we don't want them to be there then if it's not their thing we want people mm-hmm. there who love it yep okay awesome well i like that so second to last question here for you both you know in the gym and fitness world there are three pillars of business the first being lead generation and acquisition so getting people through your door and turning them into members second being retention so keeping them for the long-term years ahead the third being ascension so increasing the overall lifetime value of each member out of those three where do you both think that you can improve the most on and why Two and three. Yeah, retention. Yeah. Um, probably for now, definitely retention because, like I said, we we have been so busy with new members. It's been hard for us to follow up with the people that haven't been in the gym. So I definitely think we could approve there. Um, and then the last thing you were talking about, I think the we're so new that I hopefully that will be a goal too. But because our first year is not here yet, like not till the end of January. I think once we've been open a little longer, we'll be able to focus on that more too. As we become more experienced yeah. gym owners. Because um, yeah, even though we, it was a franchise, we were running you know, the business plan part of it. And it was, it was a big change for both of us. Yeah, so. it was a lot. Um, <laughs> and we're still learning. Like, yeah, I can't believe how much we've learned in a year and what I would do differently the next time and oh, what yeah. I would do, keep exactly the same. So mm-hmm. awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. Last question here for you both. Paint me and the listeners a picture here. What are your short-term and long-term goals for the facility? Um, okay, I'll take the short-term if you want to take the long-term. Sure. All right. Uh, short-term, I would say we just want to keep on delivering a great fitness product for our members and continue to um, cultivate that community that we built around our gym mm-hmm. and just make sure everybody feels you know, like they're a part of it because they are. Absolutely. I think that's the quickest short-term goal. Yeah. And I personally think my, one of the goals that I know we all have, and I know we already have met for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. we're changing people's lives. We have had people say, I've had husbands say like, my wife is actually a happy person now. Thank you so much. That's a good sign. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Like, I, like she didn't, she complained. She was grouchy all the time. And and I remember being like, oh my gosh, did my husband call you? <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, you know, I think we've changed people's lives and I go to bed at night and feel like, oh my gosh, like this re- dream is a reality. And that's yeah. pretty amazing. Long-term, I want to continue to do that. And I know Crystal wants to continue to do that. Um, she and I have realized that we're, we work really well together. We have 
We're very different, but we both bring a lot of good things Take to the table. Take your business partners wisely. Yes, that's huge. I would like to open more Burns. Um, I have that as a long-term goal. I am right now, I really am focusing on Frederick and it's our baby. And I want this gym to be as big as it possibly can be before I take that next step. Awesome. Well, Teresa and Crystal, it's a good place to start to wrap things up here in this episode. But before we sign off, where can the listeners find you on social media and your website? Uh, you can find us at Burn Bootcamp, Frederick, Maryland um, on Facebook. And I think our handle is Burn Bootcamp, Frederick, MD on Instagram. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you very much for hopping on the podcast today and sharing your background, your story. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Daryl from DMF Fitness in Buckinghamshire, UK. Over at DMF Fitness, they focus heavily on personal training and have some small group kind of personal tra uh, personal training that they're doing as well. And I'm excited to learn more about that. But first, Daryl, welcome. Excited Hello. to have you here. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. Excited to have the opportunity to be talking to you, even though you're an ocean away. Um, yeah, I'm excited to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to hear your perspective on things. So, you know, the best way for us to kind of make this valuable for our listeners here today is kind of start with an end goal in mind, and I can work backwards through your ideas and some industry kind of best practices, we'll call them, to figure out the most efficient way for you, the business owner, to get there. So, and then this is cool because gym owners with similar goals to you can kind of listen to this, follow along and emulate some of those ideas within their business. So let's think about it this way. Like I handed you a magic wand. I put lots of pixie dust in there and then said, all right, you can have the gym of your wildest dreams. First things first, how many locations would you have? Is it just, you really just want to have one super successful location or do you want to have multiple DMF fitnesses uh, all over the place. Yeah, uh, easy one for me. I've been like this for a long time. I've had this kind of dream and ambition for a very long time, uh, which is for me, uh, I envision one day walking into my own facility that is, let's say, a decent sized warehouse. Uh, I've got multiple personal trainers that are working under my brand who are kind of all operating with their clients at the same time. So I've got like the personal training zone. I've got the, uh, the group exercise zone or CrossFit zone, if you will. Um, and I've got a very decent cafe area where people can kind of hang out in between sessions. Um, and I only want one. My ambition is just to have one. I'm not, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a, I love business, but I just want to have one very, very successful location that is uh, a home from home and, uh, and create a massive community of people where everybody knows everybody, everybody's friends. And uh, yeah, that's it for me. That's, that's the, that's the goal. Okay. I like it. And I think it's totally fine that you want just one. Not everybody wants a million. I'm that, um, I'm of that same mindset where like, I just want to have one really, really successful one. Yeah. I don't need 40. <laughs> um, and I think a lot of people can res resonate with that too. So yeah. within this, you know, ideally we build this kind of more all encompassing. You have your group training, you have your personal training all under one roof. How many members would be ideal for you? Like, how big are you looking for to get that? Um, I mean, obviously, throughout my career of being self-employed, I've kind of learned more about 
costs and what business costs are, are all about. So, you know, the numbers have changed throughout the years, but I guess uh, depending on the facility and the cost of on the overhead cost, it's ranging between 200 to 500 members, maybe. 500 is probably a bit steep, but anywhere definitely around the 200 mark uh, is somewhere where I'd love to be, you know, having 200 regular people that you will, that you know all of them, you know, everything about all of mm-hmm. them. And they know yeah. you and they know everything about you. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's I mean, the number I've had in my head. I think 200 is, is smart. I think 500 is also smart. But like with the 200, we could get them into higher ticketed packages and you could be making just as much as you would be if you had 500 members. You know what I mean? And so like yeah. it, it, either one, either way you want to take things. If you want to be smaller, more personal, higher ticket, that makes sense. Um, well, exactly and and for me it's it's not just about the membership that say that these 200 people are paying but they're, you know right. they're paying currently and they say right well where else can we get them to to buy from us you know right. in, in-house services like again the cafe uh dream of mine and uh you know merchandise uh products you know any other way to to get these members to to purchase more because again the personable side of it is more important to me this is why i don't want to have multiple gyms i like being yeah in close and personal with my members right Uh, so are you familiar with the show shark tank have you ever watched that before or heard of it shark tank shark tank it's like a business show it's it's filmed over here in the u.s but it's a really really interesting show where basically businesses pitch their product or service to a group of investors and it's just a business show but anyway Um, anybody listening to this show that has watched that before will kind of recognize that like in a service business, such as a gym, um, typically the biggest challenge is that idea of acquisition, finding people to utilize our services. Um, and specifically what that costs the business either in time or in money. Um, so how are you guys currently tracking your cost per acquisition within the business now as it currently stands? Uh, I wouldn't say I've got anything that's currently tracking it to the detail other than my head um, mm-hmm. and the work that I put in. And, you know, I'm someone who's happy to put in the hours, whatever, to kind of make it a successful business at some okay. point. But at some point, obviously, yeah, I'm going to need to slow down and, and kind of think, right, well, I can't be giving all these hours all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah. time is just as time is just as valuable as money like and and with like we can always earn our money back but with time like we can't earn time back once time is gone it's gone we never earn it back uh and so like as we continue to grow and scale our business i'm always of the mindset that like time is our most valuable asset so we have to use it really wisely um, so, which is fine if you're not really tracking, you know, your cost per acquisition right now, I feel like that's common in this industry. Not a lot of people are doing that. Um, but you know, we can kind of, from more of a high level kind of strategic point of view here, we can talk about what you're doing to currently get people in the front door. So what yeah. does that process look like right now? And how do you see that evolving? Uh, so right now I've put a lot of time and money in towards, uh, into our website. Uh, that actually okay. does very, very well. Um, uh, what are they called? SEOs. So the, my mm-hmm. website developer has been working really mm-hmm. hard at getting our SEOs up locally, um, which has worked great. Um, we come up quite high on Google search in the local towns near where my studios are based. So mm-hmm. uh, that that's probably one of my most successful uh, marketing and ways of getting people in the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we're very good at social media. Well, I say we're very good. We could always improve. We have our good days and our bad days, or good weeks and our bad weeks, I'll say. Um, but that's been quite successful. Um, but the main one, which I'm sure you probably know, is word of mouth. Uh, you know, we uh, our client retention is really good, and mm-hmm. we do a good job mm-hmm. when they get here. So they tend to refer a friend at some point. Um, so yeah, that's I'd yeah. say that's mainly mainly yeah. Yeah, I mean, in this industry, word of mouth it's probably the most common thing that I hear when it comes to yeah. how we're acquiring our clients and. Like as a business owner, no matter what kind of gym we're owning, like we like word of mouth because it doesn't cost us anything. (laughs) And so, (laughs) yeah. So if we can have, you know, some decent word of mouth and kind of generate um, leads that way, it feels pretty good, but it is hard to track Um, on average for you right now with your word of mouth uh, and SEO stuff. How many new faces are you seeing per month? 
uh, average? On average, again, I guess throughout the year, uh, in in our industry, it kind of goes peaks and troughs because you got the the new new year starters, uh, then you've got the holiday season where everyone just disappears mm-hmm. for a month. Um, I guess I would say a good two to three people kind of contact us for for personal training a month. Uh, on average, it can be higher, it can be less. Uh, as I said, you know, uh, it's a weird one post pandemic, and obviously during uh, or at the moment in the UK. We're going through a little bit of a an economic uh, crisis, let's say. Mm-hmm. So people, mm-hmm. are, you know, uh, people are starting to kind of watch their money a little bit. So weirdly, it hasn't affected us just yet. We're still. I mean, this month alone, I've had um, four people inquire about joining us for personal training. Um, I actually, funny enough, just had a meeting with one just before this call. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good then, right? Two to three, it sounds about right, right? When it comes to word of mouth, we're not going to get an influx of new leads all at once. It just doesn't work that way. And everybody who runs a business loves those types of leads. But what those numbers tell me is that as you continue to grow and scale, for example, you get this bigger facility that you'll need something else to kind of make up with volume. Because if we have a giant facility, we want to be bringing in more than two to three faces a month. Ideally, Absolutely. right? Um, so what else is what else is on your radar in terms of, you know, uh, lead generation? Do you have any other ideas that you're looking to try in the future? Uh, what, for my current plan now or my future plan, you mean? Both, like both now and future. Any other ideas you have to kind of yeah, continue yeah. to get people in the door? Um, so, you know, uh, one thing we try and work on is... Uh, some form of a, what do you call it, an offer, let's call it. So what is it, Black Friday's coming up? Um, mm-hmm. I think it's the same date for you guys, isn't it, over in the States? So, yeah. you know, we'll do a, yeah, so we'll do a Black Friday offer. So, you know, for that 24 hours that Black Friday's on, if they purchase uh, a block of 10 sessions, let's say, they'll get 50% off. And then all we've got to do, what we want to do, is just get them in the door. We can do the rest. We'll sell it to them and aim to retain them as a client. So we've done a lot of that in the past. We've actually had uh, some... Uh, some decent success from that okay um refer a friend weeks uh christmas present weeks you know things like that so lots of different kind of mini offers just purely to get people in the door that's that's what we want yeah yeah no those offers are kind of like hooks right so if we can like drop those out there and hook people in i generally think that it's a pretty good idea however like i don't always agree with the idea of like discounting our services and devaluing our product um, have you thought of any other ideas um, that might be kind of a good um, hook to pull people in any sort of challenges or new offerings that you could advertise to get people in the door? A few ideas floating around for things like social media. So, you know, challenges, getting people to like a, what do you call it? A, a raffle. That's not a raffle, but let's say X amount of people share, share a post then mm-hmm. I'll pick a winner and that winner will receive, again, probably I would go down a discounted route of personal training session, but let's say one. But uh, in terms of, no, I don't, nothing springs to mind. Yeah, I mind. mean, there's a lot of really good ideas out there and definitely something that we can kind of discuss more. more. But um, generally, like people want to join a gym for a reason. They're not just looking to join a gym just because they typically want to join a gym because they're looking to see a result. Um, whether that's mental clarity, whether that's fat loss, weight loss, muscle gain, whatever that reason is. So if we can put those out there into the universe through our advertising and hook people in like, hey, we can help you gain that muscle that you've been looking to gain the past 10 years. If we can put that out there, um, generally, that's when people will buy because well, they want to see a result. Yeah, I mean, we do a lot of that on social media anyway. This is obviously, you know, uh, you name it. I'm sure you've seen all the hundreds of different styles of posts that trainers can can use their advantage on social media. So, yeah, we do do that. And yeah. uh, uh, I is believe your... that – sorry, go on. Sorry. You can, you can continue. Thanks. Uh, uh, I believe that, you know, uh, the way that we – or I like to advertise is you're trying to be an inspiration to people. Uh, I have had – feedback in the past that whatever stuff I've posted before about my own training my own successes with the training my own failures with the training has inspired people enough to actually reach out and want to start training with me so I do believe there's a massive massive um, area for that 
yeah, I think that we have to, we have to have variety. Um, I'm, I really like like those member testimonials and our members stories Mm. and kind of what they've been through. Those are really powerful. Um, with your social media stuff, is it all organic or do you guys run ads on social media? All organic. I've done, I've done the, the, the odd ad paid ad on social media. I don't ever believe that it works personally. Uh, I've never, I've never, I can confidently say I've never really been that successful with a paid ad on social media. Yeah. I mean, typically we're not if we do it ourselves <laughs> because we're fitness people and I don't know about you, but I could play around with it for hours and it would just be a waste of my money. But yeah, sure. I kind of, you know, spent a lot of time working on that with a variety of people within the gym to get it to work. And now that is our most valuable form of lead gen. And I know a lot of other people in the industry kind of said the same thing as you, but then tried again and got to work. So definitely something to look into, especially if you already have a really good organic presence that Mm. could like make it even better. Um, But kind of to take us to the next step here in the conversation, because I don't want to run out of time today. I guess the next step would be taking those leads that you're getting through social media, referrals, word of mouth, all that good stuff and turning them into members. So what are you guys currently doing to measure that conversion rate from lead to member? Uh, I'm not tracking it if I'm honest, because they tend to, if they've, if they've contacted me, they tend to want to join. They just want to come down and just meet, meet us and see the facility, but they've already made their mind up. I would say if they haven't, then we've certainly persuaded them with how we do our meet and greet sessions. So, yeah. So if you got 10, for example, if you got 10 leads, how many of those would you say sign up for like personal training or the outdoor group training, um, on average? Average out of 10, I would say, I mean, for personal training, I would say probably close to eight or nine. The outdoor group training we've got, we've only just launched it, so it's still early days for that, but um, maybe seven, well, maybe six or seven out of those. I mean, we did a free launch session for 20 people. Yeah. And I think 13 people signed up on the day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 I mean, industry average is only 60%. So, in, for conversion. Oh. So, you're higher than that. What do you feel like attributes to that higher um, conversion rate for you? What, what, sorry, sorry, ask questions. What, I'm sorry, what do you feel like, you know, industry average is only 60% for the conversion Mm -hmm. from lead to member. So for you, what do you feel like attributes to that higher conversion rate within your facility? I think it's because it's a bit more personable. You know, when they, when, when somebody reaches out to, to learn some more information, obviously they've got all the information on our website, but they want to speak to us. Uh, the first thing that I do is invite them down for a meet and greet session and say, look, just come down, cup of coffee, whatever, let's have a chat, come see the facility, come meet us. Don't expect any training on the day. I just want you mm-hmm. to get to know us. I want to get to know you. Um, and I think that adds a lot of value. Um, everyone has always really been very appreciative. And as I said, the guy that I just actually had a chat to before this meeting, um, the last thing he said was, can't wait, can't wait to get started. Let me know when you're free. So. Yeah. Uh, all we got to do now is just book him in for his first official session. So I believe that goes a long way for us. Obviously, it's a bit different because we're personal training, so we don't manage hundreds of clients. Um, mm-hmm. So in, in terms of putting out on a bigger scale for something like a like a CrossFit style gym, I I don't know. Yeah. Um. Do you, so right now it sounds like it's mostly you that's handling the sales portion, like you're doing the consultations and all of that, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I tend to drip feed them down to the trainers that work here. Okay, got it. Do you want to keep it that, that way long term? Or would you rather have somebody who does like specifically just that and you can spend more time like with the business or the training or whatever? Yeah, so I'm going through what you would call the, uh, the growing pains of the business right now. So uh, it's growing nicely. Um, but taking everything on is very difficult. So I'm at the stage where I would love to have somebody in who is in charge of maybe let's say the social media side of marketing, uh, who does diary bookings for X, Y, and Z, uh, and salespeople, you know, the two trainers that I have here, um, you know, one of their roles is to, to market as much as possible. And if they can bring people in off their own back and do the consultations off their own back, then fantastic. Um, but we're kind of going through that process of learning now. Yeah. I think that that's huge, right? 
Um, the more time that you can open up on your schedule to focus on the actual ins and outs of the business, um, mm. the better when you're doing, you're doing all the consultations, plus you're doing training. Um, you don't have a ton of free time and that makes yeah. things a little bit difficult uh, to kind of, you know, find the time that you need to be able to um, take things to the next level. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, my next and the kind of the last piece here in the puzzle would be the retention piece. So keeping your members for the long haul, do you guys track your attrition, your retention? Is that something that you have data for? No, you know, it's funny you say that actually, because if I've, I've always had good client retention. Like I've got clients, I'd say probably a guesstimation of 60% of my personal clientele have been with me for about 10 years. So, um, and people always ask me all the time and they always pick out, oh, that person's been with you for a long time. Um, yeah. I've heard obviously the client retention percentage uh, fact quite a lot. I'm thinking I'd love to know what mine is because I've never, I've never tried. I've never been bothered by it. But yeah. nowadays, uh, the, as a business is growing, I'm kind of quite intrigued to know. So I don't have a way of tracking it. I would like to uh, know what our client retention is. I know it's going to be good. I just don't know what mm. it is. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's funny because like as fitness people, we track every single metric in our personal fitness journeys. We know what our PR snatch is. We know what our deadlift is. We know how long it takes us to run a mile. But like when it comes to business, a lot of us ignore like the data, the stats, yeah. just because like we're not business people, we're fitness people. Um, but it can yeah. be really, really valuable to kind of take those um, metrics and track them because I think that, we all think we have really good retention because we're always going to have those core members that have been with us since the very beginning. Um, mm. But to track it, it's very, very valuable to see how our business is actually growing from month to month and year to year. Um, it it uh, unravels a lot about a business. So I would definitely recommend, you know, kind of tracking that in the future. But given how everything that? that we... So do you guys have a CRM, like a, where you track your clients or do you have like spreadsheets? Like where do you track the yeah. list of your current clients? Yeah. So you could kind of create some sort of spreadsheet on um, whatever, do you use Google or what yeah, spreadsheets yeah. do you use? Yeah. You can create spreadsheets to kind of figure it out. We'll talk about that more after. Yeah, Don't want to get into yeah. depth, into depth super much yeah. about that on the yeah, podcast, yeah, cool. but definitely something that um, you can track. And, you know, given everything that we've discussed today, the idea of getting, you know, bringing people in the front door, turning them into customers and keeping them around for the long haul, where do you think, you know, um, as a business owner, you have the biggest room for improvement moving forward? Uh, probably what we talked about is creating more time. So delegating more jobs, which, uh, you know, things that I probably shouldn't be doing at this stage um, mm -hmm. to create more time to be able to develop the business further. So, uh, you know, yeah. someone else can sit down and do client retention numbers and uh, more more sales pitches and more, more ways or figure out more ways of getting people in the door. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. So um, I think that that's extremely, extremely valuable, you know, just to kind of work on delegation, bringing more people to help you with different things. If you could play your cards right, what role would you play in the business in the future? Like, what does your ideal day-to-day -day look like if you have everything exactly the way you want it to be? Well, I guess like you said earlier, we, you know, we're not business people, we're gym people. So I don't want to, I don't think I'd ever want to come away from the gym floor and coaching people because that's why I do what I do. I have obviously grown a passion uh, for, um, of business. So I don't know. That's a hard question actually, because yeah, I guess going, I'm on the kind of teetering fence right now of kind of stepping away from the gym floor a little bit and doing more of the business side of it. But um, I don't know, I guess managing a team of people for sure, uh, which is tricky and difficult, but has a lot of enjoyment with it as well. So I guess, yeah, regular team meetings with uh, your team of trainers to make sure they are on point and doing the best they can and teaching them everything you know. Uh, still having some form of uh, gym floor work because I still, you know, I want to be personable with my members, like I said earlier. So I, I don't ever want to be a corporate guy stuck in an office that no one knows I'm the gym owner. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I got that. Yeah. So I guess that's it, really. I don't know. I, that's, yeah. So hard I think that we can still, <laughs> it's a good question. Um, and I think that you can still be involved in the business and people know who you are while also being kind of detached from the actual day-to-day of like, you know, you're not training 20 clients a day. You're, you know, on the back end working the business. You still know your clients, but you don't have to be there 24 seven. You can live your life, go on, you know, holiday if you want to. Um, (laughs) but um where can our listeners go to follow along you know on your journey do you have a social media account for the for the business i do yeah it's uh dmf fitness studios is our is our instagram name um same on facebook as well dmf fitness studios excited to check it out thank you so much for being here today and sharing your insight Um, And listeners, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, guys, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us um, for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description. Our team will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, we have Ken Welch of Point Fitness and Training, coming to you from Harper Woods, Michigan. Ken, how are you today, sir? What's going on? Good. Things are good. I am. I'm excited to dive into this. Ken and I had a chance to have a conversation about what's going on within the gym and within the business before starting this recording today. And this is not a new venture, is it, Ken? We've been around since 1995 in the fitness industry. Why don't you tell people who, who aren't familiar with point fitness and training Give us a little bit of a description. When you, when you talk about this gym and this business, how do you describe it to people? Well, it's, um, man, it's a, it's a place that, that well, we have, we have tried on a lot of different kinds of uh, formulas over the years from 95 up until the pandemic. And when the pandemic rolled around, like when we were just talking to a lot of people, we're kind of forced to kind of reevaluate what you're going to do next and how you're going to present yourself now. And currently where we're at now is that we're a place that has a lot of older, but really good equipment uh, in 19,000 square feet, where if you, a person who works out, who wants to go work out and you look around and all you can find are studios and classes and commercial gyms and you don't want to deal with the commercial gyms because there's a certain vibe there that it, it just doesn't work for you. Uh, you don't want to be told what to do. You don't want to be coached. You know what to do. You just want a good place to go where you're understood and you're supported and you can, you can do your thing. And that's us. Um, we've got like, what do we got? Five, five, six squat racks, multi racks. Uh, we've got uh, 14 pieces of hammer. We've got a lot of, uh, some Rogers equipment. Um, I, I'm kind of an equipment junkie. So I like to look for different kinds of things that you won't find in other places. So along with that, we, of course we have a cardio area. One of our unique features is that we have a half court basketball in the gym. It's uh, surrounded by a, um, uh, chain link fence, like you might find in New York or some other places. Mm. Um, and that's been a, 
that's been a real fun thing to have over the years because it gives guys a place to go and socialize without being really social. You know how guys are. Okay. Um, I say, if you know how guys are, you know how guys are. They like to mingle, but they're sure. not going to say, you know, they're not going to cry together. Okay. Um, and like aerobics has always been for women, primarily women. Now you're going to have people that say, say a guy will say, well, I take aerobics. Well, good. But primarily it's women who take aerobics and take classes. So it gave the guys another place to socialize with, without, um, you know, to be comfortable with each other and, and to have another place to kind of vent and run and, and jump and, you know, all that kind of stuff, because you don't do that when you're lifting. Um, generally you've got somebody to spot you, but it's a pretty individual kind of thing when you're, when you're working out on your own. So we have that, we have a cardio area, we have a back area, we have uh, Detroit Medical Center has a rehab. Uh, we rent, we sublent to, uh, to DMC for their rehab uh, in an area in the gym. Uh, and then we have, we do have a, what we call a fitness room, wood floor, um, got a good bounce to it. Um, and that's where we used to have classes. We don't have classes now. Uh, we've got five classes a week, but we don't have the classes that we used to have again, because of a few reasons, our membership has dropped because of COVID people don't want to come back. This has been a really tough year and that yeah. we lost a lot of members. We lost uh, an instructor to cancer just in July. Oh well. Wow. You know, we've we've had to redo everything. So now we are that place where you can go, you guy who or you girl who works out and you just want a place where you can be taken seriously and treated decently, uh, across the board. I mean we're we're very diverse. Um, we're proud of it. Um, yeah. so there you and go. So Ken, I think if I were to highlight a couple of things there, this has been a long time running. Right, 28 years in the fitness industry is a lifetime in any other industry. This will age you, but uh, no more so than in the last handful of years with the pandemic. Everybody experienced it in their own way, but it took a pretty big chunk out of the business. We're battling back. We're still here, and we're still providing the service that we've come to be known for, which is we've got something for everybody. Right, we want this to be a, a club where people can focus on their health and their fitness, get some help if they want some help, not get some help if they don't want some help, and and thrive in a community kind of sake. It's interesting because you you're certainly not alone in the COVID boat. Everybody that I speak to took their their hits, their punches, one way or another. For you guys now battling back at least, talk to me a little bit from, uh, we, we put the label of marketing on the club. Talk to me about how you're getting people back in the club post-pandemic. What strategies or, or what philosophies come to mind for you just to, to get some new bodies in there? Well, I mean, this is, this is what we're in the midst of right now. And that, um, and I think, I think it's World Gym has started uh, a separate chain where it was, we've been thinking about, I've been thinking about this for a while and we've been implementing it. And I think it's World Gym is doing a, uh, a weights only facility, five to 6,000 square feet. And their reasoning was, is that there's so many people doing all kinds of things, cardio outside, uh, classes, things, but there's no place, the places where people used to go just to lift weights really dried up so they've started this kind of uh, i think of course they're in texas and california but um they've started this thing what are what we're doing and what we started planning on doing like wow a year ago six months ago is what we want to do is focus on again like i said the person who does work out maybe they're tired of and you know we're gonna we're, they're tired of the class format Okay, let's put it that way. We're t they're tired of going to a place for the hit classes. They're tired of going out and being part of a group. They don't really, it's not part of who they are, is to go out and, and jump around in a park. Okay? They don't want to go to the big gym, the big, uh, you know, pick pick a, uh, pick a name. You know, they don't sure. want to go to the big commercial. Commercialized, big box. Because, again, uh, the, because of, the, if nothing else, because of the culture doesn't fit their personality. 
in that place. And so what we've done is what we want to do is contrast all of those places. Okay. We don't want to be like them. We don't want to be a hit play. We don't like you mentioned classes. And if you're under, if you're under 25, that's, that's your main influence is classes and these kind of classes and these kind of classes or a big commercial gym. You've not really had an, ex an exposure to the kind of place that we have. And what we're doing right now, and that's the other thing we're doing, is we're focusing on a lot of younger people who have never been in a place like ours. And when they come in, they really like it. I've had several young people, 19, 20, tell me that it feels like home to them, feels like their second home. What 19-year-old talks like that? You know? Yeah. And so we're providing a, a kind of going against the green type service. Absolutely. Because places close like us we're not in competition with anybody really yep. you know we're, we're, we're the, comp the competition is just you know we're we're a separate place to yeah, go a cat category of one right the category of one and the thing that the thing that i like about what we have too and we've worked hard to develop that is the culture in our facility is way different and way contrast other places sure you know and and so for that demographic, that younger clientele who hasn't seen or experienced something like this, from a marketing standpoint, is is this social media, Ken? How are people finding out that the business even exists in the first place? Well, one of the things is that we're fortunate that we've been there for a really long time. So we have right now, and this kind of blows me away, I've been having over the last year, adults come in and introduce me to their kids. just happened a couple of weeks ago introduced me to the kids that they're starting to, you know, get to work out who worked out with us when they were in high school. That blows me away. And that's happened a lot. Um, kids that used to work out with us back in the mid to late nineties coming in, they, they moved away and they've, they've come back because this had a guy the other day said, "Yeah, it feels like I'm home. And he moved away for like something like five years and he was back and he used to work out with us when he was in high school. Yeah. So, that kind of feel is what our marketing strategy is, is go out and tell people. Because you, there's- Have that, you guys ever spent money on it? Oh, on yeah. advertising I've, or, I've, yeah. I've done everything. Over the years, I've done everything from billboards to flyers to uh, just a whole bunch of stuff. But- yeah. this, Success with any of them, Ken? It all, it's all in a basket. You mm -hmm. know, you read- you It see, all contributes, you ad, I agree. You I pass agree. the billboard. <laughs> Somebody says, oh, yeah, that's the place I used to go to or, you know, until I moved away, you know. Another person at the party says, oh, I love that place. I go there, you know, all the time. All of that goes into making that impression so somebody comes and finds us. Um, yeah. I also write, I've been for like the last 10 years, just kind of looking at it the other day. I write an article. There's a local magazine that comes out for this area, and I write an article in that Um like every two months and then we have that with our ad but and our younger people back to our younger people we have a younger staff and i've turned them loose on like stuff like instagram and that they handle the social media i don't even look at it you know and they they know what to do you know i coach them up i think that's a, a really go. really important point for us to highlight is the strategies and, and techniques change over the years do we need to, to do some things to get people in, yes. It all contributes, right? Like you said, the flyers, the billboards, now the social media in, in 2022 becomes a huge part of that. It all contributes to people coming in. Right. But for the gym owner who has, has been in the industry for some time, who doesn't consider themselves a marketing expert, we need to find somebody who is, right? We need to leverage other people's skill sets because so many of us get into this industry because we love training because we love fitness not because we love sitting behind a computer sitting on facebook you know what i mean here's the thing is that and this is what i've been kind of focused on is that you know by trying by continuing to uh develop us as this one unique place and then and we raised our prices like oh six months ago by making us, and, and we only have one way to come in. You come in, it's 45 a month, four month minimum, 
you have to pay with a credit, have a credit card autograph. Uh, you know, I just told you that. I'll tell anybody that. That in itself is different than other places and once you get you in an office and want to sell you something. We make ourselves, it's kind of playing hard to get. And the more you play hard to get, you know people want what they can't have. Most of the time. That seems like can be human nature. And so re reasonably, we try to make ourselves that kind of special place that you want to go to. That's cool to go to. Anybody can go to all these other places, but where do you go to work out? I go to work out at Point Fitness. Oh, wow, I heard about that place. So you want to make, I, I think that we're trying, we are trying to make ourselves unique, more unique. Um, and like I said, a little, little bit hard to get, hard to get in there because that thing that, that just creates more interest. So, yep. Yeah, it's a it's an exclusivity thing that, that exactly. again is it goes against the grain of the commercialized gym idea where in that type of model the idea being how many people can we get signed up how many bodies can we jam through the doors mm -hmm. you got you guys going a little bit against that right artificially keeping our membership a little bit lower right and and charging probably a little bit above average for what mm -hmm. one would consider in this type of model, especially compared to the $10 a month, $20 oh, yeah. a month options. We're, we're providing a different type of service. And I would even suggest, Ken, that you might be able to increase that a little, right? We may have room to, to buffer with this a little bit, especially if our goal is to keep that membership somewhat artificially capped. Do you know There's what I mean? A particular level that we're trying to get, I'm trying to get us to. I and see. once that happens, then we'll yeah we'll, we'll how far it. from that are you um we're ways yet but okay. you know was that because of covid were you closer pre-covid no, well here's the other thing covid happens you lose people and then again as people start wanting to come back into places in our area when we opened we were the first gym in our area in 1995 first one nobody else had ever done it now there's probably over there's probably close to 50 places around us and we're still there yeah. but it's it's harder to find plenty, hit, plenty of come and gone yeah I want, sure. you know you gotta you gotta wait sometimes for people to go to a place get tired of it and then start looking and then find us yeah so kind of we're it's in that, a, that process right now it's an interesting thing in our industry because with little to no barrier to entry anybody can open a gym right? mm -hmm. it's not it's not a challenge to start a business. It's a challenge to keep a business, right? I think COVID aside, in your type of model, the real battle is going to be won and lost in retention, mm -hmm. right? Acquisition is always important. Do we want new people coming in? Of course, right? It would be silly to suggest that we wouldn't. But for your type of service and, and what I'm understanding is it's far more important for us to keep the people that we have than to constantly be hamster wheeling people in and out. Mm -hmm. Does that sound about right? Yeah. And even that's hard because, you know, you look at that, what you just said, it, you know, you want to keep the people that you have, but that's looking at it to a certain degree from a marketing standpoint, I have these people, I want to keep them and I'll then I'll get more people to add to them. But what, what's not in the manual is all the different reasons you lose people and over the oh, years yeah. it would take us far longer than we have on this no, podcast have a lot of reasons you lose really good members yep. i had a i had a guy just cancel he emailed me canceled uh, a couple of days ago been with us a while and his reason was that he had experienced a life altering event and then are outside of our control and then he was going to have to cancel what do you do with that yeah you know well, i mean well you froze there, there's always going to be people that people that move people that that get fired or lose or change jobs right. their their life circumstances change we can kind of write these off what i refer to in retention is people that up and go to another gym, people that cancel their membership because they're not using it. Those are the holes in the bucket that are really, yeah. really going to matter for people like you. Ken, uh, as we look forward with this whole thing, you've been doing this for, for 28 years. 
what is what does the future hold for point fitness and training how do you envision the next handful of years at least you know um we don't know we have to see you know what what the world what what society going to do you know what's the world going to do i do know one thing and i've been doing this for a long time as you've been pointing out the one thing that with all of the trends and, and stuff that stuff comes and goes it always comes back around to barbells it always comes back around to your basic uh plates and steel gym that always comes back to that. And I've seen this stuff starting actually back into the late 60s, you know, when I first started working out. And I've seen all kinds of things, you know, trends and all kinds of stuff. It comes, it goes, it comes, it goes. People always come back to a basic gym. Mm. Because that is, that's the meat and potatoes of fitness, period. So, you know what's it going to be like in the future i am i have no idea you know i got things i'd like to see but we gotta we gotta take it a, a day at a time a month at a time we have no idea what's gonna what's gonna take place the thing that we do have to be is um one of my clients told me the new word is agile mm. so going forward you said pivot, now pivot call it. was the pivot was the agile. word of the year okay yeah. so if as long as we have that ability, and I feel like I, that's one of my strong suits, we don't know. Future is going to be a kind of a kind of a surprise, you know. Yeah, I think it's common. To we'll be in that. it. We'll be in oh, it. We'll be there. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's hard to say. I think the last handful of years in our industry really shook some people up and reprioritized what was important for a lot of people, both in business and not in business, but how that will actually take shape it's it's difficult to determine but it'll be interesting to see what that means for you it's uh it's no question that we'll be there yeah just how exactly is that going to take place ken that's a really really great place for us to to begin to wrap our conversation up uh but before we do that i, I just want to thank you for your your time and your willingness to contribute to this conversation i think people in our industry being a gym owner can be a really really lonely place sometimes so it's helpful to hear other people's experiences other people's lessons learned along the way and and collaborate on those things so that we can all do a little bit better coming out of these last couple of crazy years so ken i i appreciate it i'm excited to see what the future holds for you in point fitness and i wish you nothing but the best thanks uh, it is an adventure it's it's a roller coaster if you yeah. will ken thank you to everyone who tuned in today thank you as well don't forget if you would like to be notified about future episodes hit like and subscribe if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model click the link in the description fill it out our team will be in touch with you soon and as always Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.